Entrepreneur on Fire 736. Failures, aha moments, I've made it moments, and the lightning round. Seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Igloo is an internet that brings multiple functions together to let you scale collaboration while reducing the cost of managing multiple solutions. Try Igloo free for up to 10 people at igloosoftware.com slash fire. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50 plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Fire Nation, the countdown has commenced. John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Carrie Oberrunner. Carrie, are you prepared to ignite? I am, John. Yes. Kerry left his day job to pursue his dream job full-time, igniting souls. Through his writing, speaking, and coaching, he helps people clarify who they are, why they're here, and where they should invest their time. Kerry, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, so take a minute and give a little more detail about you personally, and then expound upon your biz. Excellent. Well, John, there's nothing like authenticity, so I'll just share the the down and dirty right away. <laughs> right. Sure. Um, so basically, John, I I, I grew up uh, just just a, a guy who wanted to get his voice out, his message out. But the craziest thing was I struggled with stuttering as a young kid. So you know, obviously, uh, with a blocked goal comes anger, and I turned that anger inward. And believe it or not, John, even though I had some success uh, growing up, I turned that anger inward and struggled with an addiction called self-injury, which kind of plagues, uh, you know, a bunch of the population. It's not talked about that much. But what I've learned, John, is that in my business, regardless if people self-injure or not, most probably don't, as entrepreneurs, we all self-injure in some way. We all self-sabotage. And so I absolutely love to help help individuals and organizations stop self-sabotaging so that they can become souls on fire and understand who they are, why they're here, where they're going, and then share that message with the world. Wow, Kerry. Well, thank you for just starting this interview off literally on fire by burying <laughs> your soul. It definitely means a lot. And catch us up right now with you personally in life. Yeah, so I'm a, a dad of three kids, um, nine, seven, and five. I'm married to a wonderful woman for all, all my years of marriage, uh, four, 14 years. And I'll tell you what, John, I have um, some teams that I, I do coaching and speaking for, two international teams, and uh, I have a nonprofit and a for-profit and it's just it's just tremendous. I, I'm literally doing my dream job, and in fact, my latest book, Day Job to Dream Job, I wrote in Shawshank Prison just up the road 90 minutes, so it, it was fantastic. <laughs> wow. I mean, Carrie, to say that your journey is an inspiration is a massive understatement, so Fire Nation, hang on tight because you are in for a heck of a roller coaster ride, but Carrie, before we dive into all of that, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So share that with us and how you apply that success quote, that mantra to your life. 
Absolutely, John. So pain is inevitable. Misery is a choice. I'll say it one more time. Pain is inevitable. Misery is a choice. What that means is that we cannot make pleasure our goal. If we make pleasure our goal, look, I'm all about having fun, but, but here's what I've realized. I've realized that we have a choice of two types of pain in life, chronic pain or acute pain. And I know you're an athlete. You've done military service, by the way. Huge thank you for, thank for you. all that. Yeah. But I'm sure, I'm sure it wasn't always pain-free in your training, correct? <laughs> Both mental and physical. Exactly. But why did they inject acute pain in your training? Because they knew that unless you embrace that acute pain, later on when you're in the battle, you are going to be in chronic pain. You're going to be in fear, anxiety, all kinds of stuff. And I've seen this in business as well. And look, we all have chronic pain, you know, reality TV or substances or whatever. But here's what I know. As entrepreneurs, the more we can get comfortable with the right type of pain, the better and more successful we're going to be. So there's so many things that I love about that, Carrie, and I'm really looking forward to weaving that message, that theme throughout this interview, and it's no doubt going to happen. So let's just dive on in because you have so much to share. And as you know, by listening to a few eps of EO Fire, we love the story. We love just bringing that chasm closed between you, this successful and inspiring entrepreneur, and our listener who may be successful. Maybe they're about to take their leap, but they still want to know that you know you're a human, Carrie. You you've made mistakes. You've you've had some failures, and you've already shared a couple of the struggles that you've experienced. But what story do you want to share with Fire Nation right now? And what lessons do you really want to analyze? You know, I, I was thinking a lot about this today. And rather than tell some old story for both the failure and success story, I'm going to tell you one that happened in the last 24 hours. Wow, I love the relevancy. <laughs> so here it is, man. Lunch today, I'm sitting with my coach. He, he's uh, Chet Scott. And I'm sitting there with him and we're chatting and... Look, I have an upcoming corporate gig, and I know in my heart of hearts that, look, they want me kind of to come in as the entertainer, as the you know inspirational guy. And I'm, I'm telling this story to Chet, and Chet begins to get quiet, and he's like, dude, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he said, come on. Do you really think you're going to change the culture of that corporation in two hours? And I'm like, absolutely not, of course. And he says, well, I'll tell you what then. You're doing a disservice if you go. And I'll tell you what, John. This guy, for the next 20 minutes, laid into me. <laughs> and he, I mean, we're talking only a few hours ago. He laid into me, but he was absolutely on track. And here's what, here's what came out from that session. He said, Carrie, when you went into that fact-finding mission with the CEO and he gave you a vague answer when you asked them what would be success that day, he said, what should you have done? And I love that, by the way, questions. And I said, I should have absolutely made him feel uncomfortable and nailed him to the wall. And he said, exactly. He said, look, you don't do anyone a service when you don't trust your God. And I'll tell you what, John, it hurt, but 
it was that acute pain that I needed. And I know what I need to do now. And my next steps are to go back to that president of this company and say, I'm absolutely going to hit a grand slam, but I can only do that when I have clarity from you. And sir, you're not clear. So this phrase that I really want to nail to the wall, Carrie, is you don't do anyone a service when you don't trust your gut. And Gary, with the 735 entrepreneurs that have preceded you in Entrepreneur Fire, you better believe there's been some kind of themes that have cropped up over and over again. And I'm telling you, this is one of the biggest and one of the best and one of my favorites is lack of trust in your intuition, lack of following your gut when those red flags come up. Carrie, kind of speak to this real quick. Why is this so important for entrepreneurs and how can we learn to listen, to obey our gut more often? Can I tell you a super quick story? I know you're into stories. It's about you too. Are you a fan of you too? I love you too. So I'm live okay. on October 11th, 2001, the first concert they gave post 9-11. It was Sweet. incredibly touching and amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, I think this was actually the same year, but check it out. One of the major networks uh, tapped you 2 and they said, look, you're going to be playing in Boston the same time as the NBA Finals. And they said, look, here's what we're going to do. We are going to, um, during halftime, we're going to jump in your concert and basically feature you guys all across the world, all across the stations, and you're going to get massive exposure. We're going to give you a big fat check. So what do you say? And Bono trusted his gut. He didn't even have a committee meeting with the band. He said, absolutely not. And they said, well, why not? He said, look, our fans have always been the most important thing in our history. And he said, we're not going to wait until the timeouts roll up perfectly before we uh, let you guys, you know, cut in. And he said, look, if you guys want to cut in, you cut in wherever we're at. Now, John, check that out, man. Did that take guts or what? <laughs> that was staring down a charging bowl full of money. <laughs> yeah. And because they had a strong core, and here's what the thing is. When you have a strong core, you become incredibly attractive because everyone's sick of the same, you know, crap that everybody does within, within corporate culture. And they're sick of people playing the game and playing for the money and all that stuff. So instead, the, the news broadcast said, you know what, we will pipe in exactly when it's halftime, wherever you're at. And by the way, this is totally recorded. It's on YouTube and uh, you might have the uh, episode as well. I have the DVD, the 2001 concert, but they pipe in right when Bono is on his knees, um, right before where the streets have no name, and he's reciting Psalm 116, and it's the most pivotal part of the whole concert, and it's it, it gives me chills. <laughs> it was meant to be. I love that. So, Carrie, let's continue to tell these great stories as we move to another part of your journey, the other end of the spectrum, which for us is going to be an aha moment, a light bulb that you've had. And Carrie, you've had so many light bulb moments, so many aha moments, but I want you to drill into one that you think is going to be most impactful to Fire Nation today. Really expound upon it, and then let's walk through the steps that you took after having this idea, this light bulb click on to turn it into success. Absolutely. My biggest aha moment was that I was believing a lie. Here's the lie, John. 
I was in a day job and the lie I kept telling myself was the next book I write is going to get so big that it's going to take away the risk and allow me to do what I really love. So along came book one, two, three, four, five, and nothing like major, major. And one day, uh, my, my coach called me. There's a theme here. But he called me, and he's like, hey, man, I see you on Facebook. Looks like you're, you're speaking a bunch of places. I'm like, yeah, that's great, man. And um, he's like, hey, does your boss know? And I say, yeah, yeah, my boss knows. I got permission for that one. And he just begins to drill down into me, and he says, well, is your boss happy? I said, yeah, he's happy. Is your wife happy? Uh, yeah, she's happy. She's she's got her needs provided for. And and he said, "Well, are are you happy and is God happy?" And I was like, "Dang." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it, it's just these laser knife questions. And I'll tell you what, right there, John, I I knew that I was believing a lie. And the lie was that I'm going to get big enough, whatever that means, to not have risk. Because I, I feared risk. And when you fear risk as an entrepreneur, you're, that's, that's the kiss of death. So what I, what I knew after that day was I, I had to stop believing the lie. And I had to be a truth teller to myself first. And that was setting a date and then going to my boss and saying, look, I need, I need to create a, an escape plan and, uh, and I'm going to. And that's what happened. He said this quote, I'll say it really quick. If you're not a Lord of the Rings fan, you won't get it. But he said, Carrie, you can't take the ring and stay in the Shire. <laughs> I am a massive Lord of the Rings fan. In fact, I still get made fun of by my college buddies yes. for having the Lord of the Rings poster on my wall. <laughs> yeah, so you, you, so you get that one, right? One hundo. Yes, exactly. So there's a theme that just keeps cropping up, Carrie, in your failure story, in your aha moments. So many times it comes back to a mentor, a coach that sat you down and just revealed your own soul for you. And I so often talk about the importance of investing yourself in the form of a mentor, in the form of a mastermind, surrounding yourself by these like-minded people because Fire Nation, all ships rise in a high tide. And when Carrie attaches his boat to a mentor's boat that is on a straight line to success, I mean, he can't help but be, be dragged along with it. So, Carrie, talk for just a minute to Fire Nation about the impact that investing in yourself in the form of mentors and masterminds has had on you throughout your life. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. I believe that as entrepreneurs, we are meant to grow. And I love this quote from Shawshank, get busy living or get busy dying. And I'll tell you what, John, literally one of my mentors physically died, you know, back a few years ago. And I use that as an excuse. And I, when, I don't, when I'm not in a growing environment, I'm dying. And so I was moping around the house and my wife's like, look, what's going on? Why are you, why are you just <laughs> bummed out? And, you know, I was playing the victim and I'm like, well, you know, Dave, Dave passed away. And she, she called me out and, and that night I actually wrote three mentors that were huge and like didn't even know me. And I said, look, I will fly to your city. I will pay you money and I want to grow. And will you invest in me for one day? And John, none of those mentors responded with an affirmative, but it got clear in my mind what I was lacking and what I needed. And then I went after it and, and no joke, three weeks later, 
I did find a mentor who opened the doors for me and got me got me on the next level. So, Carrie, that's so important. You took action. But now there's some people in Fire Nation who are still kind of scratching their heads and saying, okay, I know I need a mentor, but you know, it seemed like Carrie knew who to reach out to. He at least had an idea. How can the listener, Fire Nation Carrie, really take that first step and come up with that initial list of mentors? What do you recommend? I always say, who is getting the results that you want? And John, I'm not trying to shoot sunshine your way. This is totally this is totally authentic. You've been a curator of content. I forget. We're in like episode 700 something. 36, baby. 736. Now, you have 736 people that you have hand-selected and said, you know what? I am going to invest 30 minutes in these people. And you've been able to bring to us uh, the very best of their worlds. And so, number one, they can be mentored by your podcast. I know you offer uh, coaching, um, masterminds, these types of things. I do as well. But here's the thing. You need to realize that, that um, you, if you don't believe in yourself, how dare you go out and ask other clients, you know, the clients that you want to believe in you, if you're not even believing in yourself. And you show the belief in yourself when you're willing to invest in yourself. We're, we're, uh, we're closing in on a house here, John. What's interesting is nobody invests in a house and then charges less, you know, like sells it for less. <laughs> does that make sense? It does. I mean, you're not going to put 20 grand in the kitchen and say, well, let's just, let's just, you know, take, take it off the top. You only invest in something if you want to return. And if you're scared to invest in yourself, whether it's time or money, you're saying very publicly, I don't believe in myself and I'm not worth it. And instead, when people look, go Xbox crazy or reality TV, they're just, they're just embracing that chronic pain. I'm saying embrace the acute pain, get good, and, and uh, ask these people. Everyone's got a coaching program, but look at the one and say, do I want the results that they have? So, Carrie. I couldn't agree with you more, and Fire Nation, absorb those words, but I want to move forward to another story because you're just so eloquent with these, and I know you have an immense amount of proud moments, but drill into your proudest entrepreneurial moments and share it with us right now. I did my homework. I mean, I really thought about this today, and of course, there's the proud moments like being able to be my my daughter's um, room parent because I had the freedom of time to be able to do that. So that was hilarious. I was the only male room dad, um, <laughs> but I had to Google like party, how to do like games and stuff. But here's one that I want to tell within the last 24 hours, really quickly. I did a call last night with uh, with with some of my tribe. And I brought on, instead of talking about me, I brought on one of my students, and her name's Linda. And I'll tell you what, John, I know you have students around the world, too. Isn't it cool when you see your students' success? It's the best. (laughs) It is. So I'm talking with Linda, and I'm interviewing her about how she went from day job to dream job, because I, I coached her through that process. And she blew me away with a story that was like fresh. And she said, Carrie, last night, my kids had their friends over and we were doing a study and, uh, you know, like a Bible study. And as they were doing this study, three of the girls shared that they were having suicidal thoughts. And she said, I was able to pull them aside and I was able to listen and then give them hope 
so that they could have practical tools and not just feel like those suicidal thoughts are just going to crush them. And she said, Carrie, I would have never been able to do that had I been stuck in my day job because I wouldn't have had the bandwidth of time. And I was like, oh my gosh, first of all, that wasn't even planned because I didn't even know it. (laughs) But second of all, to hear that, um, you're creating freedom in other people. There's nothing better than that. Your proudest moment should be your student's success. and, And for me, it was. And sometimes for me, it's actually even beyond that. It's the ripple effect now that those three girls can have on their peer group around them because now they have this confidence. They have something to hold on to, this anchor, and they can now be acting as if you know they are in control of what they have going on and that reality can follow. And then when they encounter a situation when their friends you know, on the sports teams or the cheerleading teams or wherever it might be, have those similar situations, they can be there for them. And I love those emails that I get from my past students who forward me emails that they get from someone who's three or four degrees separated from me, but that was inspired to do amazing things because of that inspiration that my student provided. So, Carrie, let's bring things to today. And I mean, we've pretty much been living in this last 24 hours, which is super cool. But you have a lot of exciting things going on right now. Tell Fire Nation the number one thing that's igniting you most. I just finished the Shawshank 20th anniversary where I was able to go to the prison and actually hang out with the real warden from Shawshank Redemption because that's what we do, uh, Dream Job Boot Camp. And so we have boot camps at, at Shawshank because um, it, it was filmed just, just 90 minutes from my house. and that was, Isn't it that filmed was, in Maine? Um, it's actually filmed in Mansfield, Ohio, but it, the setting fictitiously is is the East Coast. Okay, I think it even might be Maine. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I went back and I was able to um, connect with that the the cast from Shawshank. I mean, Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins weren't there, but a bunch of the others were there, and we literally use Shawshank Prison as a backdrop for people. I mean, it fits perfect with your whole, your whole podcast and movement. But it's for people who, st- who are stuck in the, in the cubicle. And we look at Andy's life, how he went from prison to plan to payoff. And that's exactly the same path that we take. We help people form a plan called the Dream Jobber Plan, with, which is nine steps. And they're able to then go pro if they embrace acute pain and and make it happen. Wow. Do they show you the place where he comes out of the sewer? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually wrote some of the, some of the book in Andy's solitary confinement (laughs) cell, you know, after he plates Mozart, uh, for the, for the PA system. And then the warden throws him in. I mean, it is awesome. The people there are so generous. They're so gracious and they let you basically go in the cells, and it's, it's tremendous. Wow. Well, Carrie, we're about to enter the lighting round, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, 
all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com dot com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Email overload happens to the best of us if we let it. Come on. I'm not the only one that gets stuck in my email inbox sometimes. The same is true of what I like to call app overload. According to Osterman Research, most small businesses on average use up to 14 apps. That means you're dealing with 14 passwords, 14 subscriptions, and 14 user accounts. Yuck. Can you imagine how much more productive your day would be and how much more efficiently your team would work if you had a platform that combined all those solutions together into one place? Igloo makes it so. Igloo is an internet you'll like. They bring multiple solutions together like file sharing, blogs, and shared calendars, task management, and much, much more. So you can work better together with your team, co-authoring documents, sharing status updates, and managing your projects all in one place. Try Igloo free for up to 10 people at igloosoftware.com slash fire. That's igloosoftware.com slash fire. Carrie, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Excellent. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Lies. And I'll share one. Yeah. For instance, simple lies like the early bird gets the worm. (laughs) Something that we've all heard before. But think about that, John. Think about that and compare to the abundance mindset, which I know you now have, and I've totally. had to, I've had to grow, grow into that. I grew up with a scarcity mindset, which said, yeah, the early bird gets the worm. Guess who's your enemy in that little story? Everybody. Everybody else is your enemy. You know, all the other birds. And what I realized, John, in one of your podcast episodes, I think it was with Deb and Gino, you shared that one of your strategies is to interview great people. And as a result, you are now networked and you have collaboration and this type of thing. John, I had to get over that lie that that people were competitors. And instead, I now look and say, how can I add value to them and serve, serve them? No, I like to kind of envision that pie where the scarcity mindset is, if I take a bigger piece of this pie, Carrie, that leaves not just less for you, for every other person that's out there. That's the scarcity mindset. Mm. But the mindset of abundance is, hey, everybody's piece of pie is out there. It's just up to you how big or small you want it to be. And Carrie, what's the best advice that you've ever received? Show up, filled up. Show up, filled up. In other words, John, we each have kind of like this metaphor glass that we're holding whenever we meet somebody. And if we're empty, people can feel it. People feel like we need them. We need their affirmation. We need their applause. We need their attention. But when you show up filled up, you've done the tough work before you've gone into that conversation. You now have something to give and people will notice that and it'll actually attract them to you as opposed to repel. Carrie, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. I think you would also agree it's to be strong holistically. And by that, I do crazy workouts a bunch of times a week. 
with some great guys who are 10 and 20 years older than me, TRX, CrossFit, crazy stuff like that. And what I've realized is that if I do that in a tough workout physically, then when I go into clients or coaching situations later in the day, it seems so easy compared to that crazy workout <laughs> that we did. Yeah, I just uh, got T25 Focus, which is like basically Insanity 2. Wow. And it's a really intense workout. What I love about it, Carrie, is it's 25 minutes and I can just pop it on my computer, crush it, then get back to work within the hour, you know, post shower and cool down and everything. So I never miss a day, but I love also getting out and going to a local CrossFit gym and just crushing it too. It's huge. Excellent. And Carrie, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I wanted to pick one you've never heard of. And it's probably super cheesy, but it works for me. It's called <laughs> verbs, verbs with the number one dot com. And here's why I use it because I am a content creator. And what I do is I take a problem and create a solution, but I have to create a framework. And so a framework is just steps for the solution. And many times I want these things to rhyme. And so the last night I was working with a client and we picked the letter P. And so all of the steps to the framework, you know, prison, pit, palace, peace, the whole thing, you can find them so much quicker than trying to rack your brain. With them. <laughs> Verbs1.com. And Carrie, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? I would recommend The $100 Startup by Chris Gillibo. You've read it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Oh, it shattered the... the um, self-limiting beliefs that I had that I needed tons of startup money, that type of thing. Love it. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. Carrie, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Excellent. This, this is a tough one, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll spit it out really quick, but it'll take me a second. So, John, I have this thing in life which is called my opus. And opus stands for masterpiece in Latin. Okay, it's work, but it's masterpiece. The other Latin word for work is labor. It means labor, toil. Okay, it's not cool. But opus, opus is literally broken down into your overarching vision, your purpose for P, your U for unifying strategies, and your S, scorecard for significance. And what I would do, John, is I would get super laser focused on what my opus is and it goes down into even like your tribe your cause your space and it's very it's very slick system but i would massively stay focused on that not do anything else and and here's what I'll, here's here's uh, what else i would do youtube is my free television station twitter is my free pr firm and wordpress is my free newspaper and what I would do is I would begin to add value to others. And no joke, I would take your guests on your show and I would begin listening to the episodes and then I would send you and them an email with three things. What, so what, and now what? I would say what I learned, so what, and then the action steps I'm going to take. I would copy you and them and then I would uh, say, hey, 
how can I add value to you? And uh, because here's the thing, John, with a platform, you either have to buy it, borrow it, or build it. Seven days, you can't build it. 500 hours, you can't buy it. You have to borrow it. And so I would try to add value to influencers. And you'd have a new episode to do that too every day of the week, Harry. And I love the word that you use there, focus. And I just am a big believer in going one inch wide and then one mile deep when you know that you really have something that's you're inspired by. And that's exactly what you've done, Carrie. And that's what you continue to do. And let's end today literally on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Awesome. I would say that to go higher, you have to go deeper. I'm going to echo your last statement, but so many people are trying to get higher in life and you're right, man. Uh, we're only going to do that if we get deeper. So to go yeah. higher, you got to go deeper. Definitely. Um, people can find out about me by, at carryoverbrunner.com. It's crazy. But if you Google me, I'm the only bald person with a girl's name with Carrie. <laughs> okay. So, so it's all good. But here's what we have, John. We have a free Igniting Souls assessment. My team is awesome, and they created a quick questionnaire so you can find out how clear you are on your identity, your purpose, and your context. It's a customized score. It is, it is powerful. So cool. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Carrie and myself today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com, type Carrie, K-A-R-Y, in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with his website, resource recommendation, book, and all the goodies we chatted about. And Carrie, thank you for igniting the airwaves with me today. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much. Fire Nation, I've launched another daily show. I know, but I love podcasting. It's called Quotes on Fire, and it's a a seven-day-a-week podcast where I share a quote from history's greatest entrepreneurs in a killer resource. Check it out in iTunes or at qofire.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.